totally like uh, what is it called? I'm gonna ruin the the movie. What is that when you when you uh, ruin the movie? You know, you give somebody Spoiler? The, end of the movie. Spoiler alert. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 158 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right. We got a good couple of rackets I in mean, the marketeer I, this week. I feel like you say that every time. Though. No, this, this is really good. I'm jumping right into the first one. Go for it. This is a, I'm going to totally, like, uh, what is it called? I'm going to ruin the, the movie. What is that? When you, when you. Uh, ruin the movie. You know, you give somebody Spoiler? the movie. Spoiler alert. This is a complete racket. Can't even believe. Mr. Alex Craig wrote this article for the YPN section of the Well, Realtor you couldn't Mag. believe it so much that you actually went into his, his Zillow account yeah. to see how many deals he has done no, 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 and no. how many reviews. Listen, Zillow is screwed up right now, so <laughs> everybody that knows that that's not a good indicator. No, it's, it's a horrible indicator. And I'm certain that Alex, Alex Craig, two first names, by the way. Yeah, and who is he with Century 21? Uh, Century 21 agent. I'm certain that you are a fine gentleman. This particular like he, article that you wrote. He's wearing suspenders. I feel like he yes. has to be a fine gentleman. Yes, he is a fine gentleman. Uh, this is not anything to do with Alex, but the content he wrote. Of his article, yeah. All right. His article is, Stop Building Your Own Real Estate Brand. You're wasting time and money. Your time. Your time. And money. Your money. Oh, boy. Okay, so what if everything you have been led to believe about building a real estate brand is wrong? At least wrong for you. Okay. All right. Less brand awareness. Your own real estate brand will never be able to achieve the brand awareness of your real estate broker, especially if they are part of national franchises like Keller Williams, Century 21, which is Alex's brand, or Coldwell Banker. This is so wrong, so wrong for so many reasons. You're getting business as a real estate agent from your local, local. community. Right. I was going to say. From the town that you live in or the surrounding towns or the county. If you want to sit desk duty and wait for century 21 phone to ring not happening and get those seven leads leads not closings a year go ahead and do that because that's basically what alex is saying pretty much that's terrible advice well okay? he's also saying that it will cost you money but really I, I mean use yourself luckily we have cell phones like when i started in this business i had a blackberry like there was no video like all you really got was your emails i mean the this whole industry has gotten so far in the last 10 years like yeah. it would be silly for you not to be recording well, come on snap some selfies like put a house behind you right. so i mean does he does i mean that doesn't cost you a Penny to do. Since when did pressing the live button on Facebook cost you money? Yeah. Since when did using reels on Instagram right now, which we're not doing any of. No, we're really not. Since when did pressing the play button for reels and editing a little video on IG and putting up a reel cost you any money? Since when did writing an article on LinkedIn cost you any money? This isn't costing you money and it's definitely not wasting your time all of my good deals, not all, but a lot of my good deals. We've got a Zillow Flex contract. We've got different things coming in. 
but my business was built off of producing content on social media platforms. Well, that was my separate. But it was also very much about, but but is. that but that was building a brand. So much like you, I mean, I get calls because people know what I look like. They know my children. They know my family. They know my team. And there's before they even call, like they they can they feel as though they trust already. I so, mean, so so the independent agent gets their brand in front of people when they do anything free or paid. For most agents, this is limited to Facebook and some direct mail. Wrong. Then he goes national brand. When you focus on the broker's brand. You get more exposure every time another agent in your office does marketing. They build the brand of the broker or themselves. They're building their brand. Listen, nobody is calling Century 21 or CB or KW and saying, I want to work with Keller unless they're like 90. You might get a 90 year old to call and say, like, can I work with Mr. Keller Williams, please? Think? Is that no, <laughs> I think so. they probably don't even realize um, that that's a real person. But when nobody's calling and, and saying, can I work with the brand? People are engaging with an agent. And listen, now I get it. I think we're probably going to get into at some point here uh, the fact, you know, a little bit lower down the article, which we'll link up uh, so you can form, format your own opinion. We'd love, mm -hmm. love for you to chime into the comments, your opinion on this article. Uh, but you need clients today. You absolutely need clients today. Three out of four people are using Zillow. You need to figure out a way to tap into Zillow. You need to like reach out to the team in your marketplace that has a Zillow Flex contract and work with them if you like their flow, if you like their vibe, if you like their culture, right? You need to figure out how to get yourself some Google leads, some online leads. You need leads in this business, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But while you're working those online leads where over 75% of buyers are living, you should be remarketing, retargeting to them with your brand. Right. You should be adding them on Facebook so that, to your point, Nicole, they see that you're a real person. They see you posting about your right. family. They see that you grew up here right. in Guilford, Connecticut. Right. That you own this area. Yeah. That you've done everything. You've ate in all the shops. You've met all the people. You've graduated from high school. You are Guilford, Connecticut. You're right. a Guilford girl. I am. That I can't Were we talking about that the other day? Guilford girls? I, we may have. Yeah. But um, I think what's also important here, though, is I don't think that anybody that's building their own personal brand is saying that they're going to outwork a Coldwell Banker's brand or they're trying to outbrand Century 21. No. Because I, I do think it's... That would be a waste of money if you're trying to do that. Absolutely. I mean, if you're hiring production and thinking that, like, you're going to... Yes, but... I don't think anyone's really saying that, I, but I do agree with him in the sense that like, yes, to leverage your personal brand, you do need the larger brand. Absolutely. Especially as a new agent and you have nothing, you know, and use the Coldwell Banker listings and, and their open houses to, to again, help you build a brand. Right. To, am to amplify your right. brand. You compete against yourself. Okay. I could buy into that. Okay. I can buy into that. Meaning like, don't focus on, on your competition in your town. Like you do compete against yourself, but you should do that in a way of building again, your brand. Something we've talked about forever by introducing your own brand to the mix. We are just adding to the confusion and making the decision making process more complex. Hmm. First of all, century 21 and Keller Williams, Nicole Bain. I'm just like any big box brokerage. They've done a poor job trying to compete against Zillow at their game instead of building their own brands. I don't believe just because they've been around for a long time that they have brands that resonate with the consumer. The consumer resonates right now with Zillow. Okay. They're going to resonate with Zillow. And then what are they going to resonate with after that? Especially if they live in a certain town, somebody who's producing content about that town, 
who's maybe interviewing the local restaurant people helping like uh, Nicole did with the gift card project here locally to help people uh, that are in need. That's what people are going to resonate with the local stuff that's happening in their town. Uh, and then he goes on to say it's more more ethical. If you're a realtor, which most real estate agents are, then you agreed to do business in a certain code of ethics. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you, you, you did. You well, agreed just to as do, a realtor, you did, doesn't mean you agreed to the code of ethics. Right. That doesn't mean you agreed to hiding in a closet and no one knowing your name, your brand, and who you are and how you can serve your community and live up to that code of ethics. We're really missing the boat here on this article. It's really it, it's really off. Yeah, I'm I'm actually a little surprised that Realtor magazine even printed it. Yeah. But you need clients today, and this is where I'm gonna agree. You do, you need clients today. And you're going to need clients next year and three years from now. But guess what? If you've built a great brand in a decade from now, you're going to have built what's called, an, an I always say, an annuity, a past client list that is associated with you on all of the social media platforms that's reminded every single day of your brand. Well, the last and thing you want is someone to call and be like, hey, are you still right. in real estate? But like, shit, man, then I'm not doing my job. But you're reminding them every single day because right. you're doing a great job branding yourself. And when they have a referral to pass off, you are so top of mind. You are the clear and obvious choice because you've built a great brand. Now, if you're just starting off, you're not going to build a brand in a day. You're not going to build a brand in a week. You shouldn't be spending money. You should be pressing the live button on Facebook, or as Tom Ferry says, the live button on Facebook and going live probably every single day as you build that brand. And you should be investing in online leads. Those are the two things you should be doing. Investing in online leads, being around a team and in an atmosphere that can coach you up on how to convert those better and add more value and, and live up to your code of ethics and serve the community and building your brand next to that. Uh, and then and then he wraps this thing up. He does mention that he is part of Century 21 Looking Glass, which is in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, but I don't know. He, but he's not branding Alex himself. Craig. Well, he just he, did in this article. He, and he's got a picture in his name on there. Yeah, whether whether this <laughs> is a, whether this is the way you would brand yourself or not. You have. You have definitely <laughs> branded yourself as uh, as someone that I definitely uh would like to know more alex so reach out to me if you For will sure. if you see this video a little discussion chime into the comments if you want to come on the show and, and kind of debate this always happy to do that as well alex um but you've branded yourself in a way that i would advise most agents right now not listening to your advice racket number two pick one Inman article, we'll link this up as we always do. Seven realities your buyers and sellers should prepare for in 2021. Uh, the real estate market boomed last year as, as more people sought out to get more space, amenities, and new jobs that required relocation. But what will 21 look like? Here's what will likely change or stay in the same year. We're going to go through the seven of these and decide if these are a racket or not. Okay. Number one, low inventory, high demand, multiple offers. Is that going to... Uh, remain the same here in 21. That was the same in 20, right? Yeah. What are they saying? They're saying that it's staying the same. Yeah. Yeah. It seller's market. Seller's 100%. market continue. Everybody knows. Well, especially right now, too. I mean, it, historically, for I feel like first quarter inventory is always low. Um, the amount of buyers, though, I feel like this this quarter is bananas. Here in our MLS, and, and in the comments, love to hear about what's happening in your MLS. Here in our MLS, December had... Only 78, for the whole state of Connecticut, just over 7,800 single-family homes available. Just a year and a half ago, 
we had over 19,000. Last December, we had almost 13,000, almost double the amount of single family homes we mm -hmm. have available right now. Hmm. And I feel like we have more buyers than ever. Ever. Well, right? you have half the inventory, so that's probably why too, but. Absolutely. All right, number two, the market won't pay top dollar for overpriced or dated homes. It depends on the price range. I this don't is kind of a half a racket. You think? Yeah, Come because, on. because if it's outdated and, and it's- And overpriced? It's, well, if it's outdated, and just a little bit overpriced, but it's closer to that median price point, or say it's under three hundred thousand well, in our right. price range. Okay. So it, it's gonna so it, it is sure. priced the but if location. It's, but dependent. if it's outdated and overpriced, I, again, I think so many people right now are testing this market. They're pushing the limits, and I think that you can, but I do think you have to stay realistic with it. I mean, there are definitely some properties on the market that have been on for years still. Yeah. Um, no, be true. Because true. they are outdated. Those are those seventy-eight hundred homes we have. <laughs> right, and they and they were probably on last year when we had thirteen thousand. Yeah. So, um, I think probably together, it's. I agree. I mean, you yeah. can you can certainly be outdated at the but right price point, but to be outdated and overpriced is just not going to work. The exception to all rules in real estate is what's the location and what's the price category it's in. So there could be some exceptions to that rule. Number three, new investor opportunities are overpriced and outdated homes. So. That would be what they're saying in number two is an now a opportunity for an investor to say, okay, this is overpriced. This is outdated. Maybe I can come in here and score a deal because if it is overpriced and outdated. They're sitting on the market longer. Potentially, but I do think what I, I, I didn't read that um, paragraph, but hmm. I'm assuming what it's also saying though is that investors are going to probably be overpaying a little bit too. Yeah, they're, they're not usually inclined to take on a major overhaul. Maybe they've been frustrated with the market, and so you can come in there and maybe uh, negotiate yourself uh, a better deal maybe. if you are an investor. All right, number four, transactions will become increasingly accelerated. I don't know. I think that the showing process is Well, and it does state that. It says yeah. instead of showing 20 homes, you're literally having to pull the your the – Pull but, the trigger quickly. But the actual transaction with the banks, well, they, they've been talking about, and Zillow's been talking about this, like shortening the time frame of going under contract to closing, which on average can take for uh, you know, a normal conventional buyer about 45 days. Right. And a lot of lenders have, have been bullish that this is going to, you know, some of the big banks especially, like we're going to be able to get into a place where we're having two weeks closings all the time. Like that's going to become normal. I have not seen that at scale as of yet. No, at but all. I but I do think what, what what is maybe a positive outcome of 2020, and I guess I should say the pandemic more than just the year. Um, it, mortgage companies are now able to do things more remotely. So, you know, closings don't have to happen in person anymore. You don't have to have witnesses. So I do think that there are potentially going to be some things that can get accelerated yeah. due to the fact that there's a lot less hands on now, a lot more, you know, buyers are getting a little bit more savvier with doing things online. I mean, forever people have been so reluctant about being paperless. I I'd, mean, I'd like to see more speed. And I think that starts with the process. If we can get the process down, more people can get in the market, more homes can go on the market. And to well, Zillow's and since big, there's big, yeah. big thing of like, yeah. we're gonna double the amount of transactions, it's gonna be this huge reshuffling and migration right. coming. Uh, if we get the process cut down, then we can do that. Well, I think if you're also in a multiple offer situation, you're also gonna be cutting your dates down and you're gonna be freaking moving your ass yeah. too in order for your offer to get accepted. Number five, lease back and post occupancy after closing. So speaking of flexibility, buyers who are able to offer sellers the ability to stay in their properties after closing for a uh, specified period of time 
may have an advantage over buyers who are trying uh, to time their closings with their move-in date. You know, it's actually a very interesting strategy. I have a few homes on the top of my head I could yeah. think of that that would work for. A lot of buyers obviously want to get in the home ASAP. Enough, but if they're ma maybe they're like, hey, you know what? I can rough it out another three months at our parents' house, whatever the case may be. I'm going to buy the home, but I'm going to let you have that three-month period. If, if there's six Damn, or seven offers I mean, it on the is table, a seller's market for sure. There, it definitely puts them at the top of the list if that is you know something that hmm. is interesting to the seller. Very interesting. Okay. It's interesting to me. Number six, appraised values may become increasingly challenging. Okay. Uh, I would agree because the market keeps going up. It went up here in our state. Yeah. Be curious in yeah. the comments yeah. um, well, how high the market appreciated in, in your market. Um, but we were up over 15% for single family homes here in Connecticut for, for appreciation value. Uh, so I just red buttoned our Zillow rep. You did. That was Zillow group calling me. That was definitely our Zillow rep. I just red buttoned. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm, ho I'm hoping you're watching the <laughs> real word. I did not mean to do that. I will be calling you immediately after the recording of this Barrow. show. All right, and you red buttoned it. Couldn't you just, couldn't you just uh, let it ring? No. Was it oh, bothering you? Well, I want to let him know that, hey, I was shooting the show. Uh, I red buttoned you for a reason. I wasn't like ignoring you. I saw it come through. Mm-hmm. Got to like really smooch up to your Zillow. That's rep. why I put my phone away. And then I don't even know that I am missing anything. Number seven, overcrowded and overvalued markets. Overcrowded and over. Everyone has been on the move to certain geographic locations over the uh, last few years. Some states like Florida started mm -hmm. seeing a run up of new residents, mm -hmm. uh, particularly after the tax reform mm -hmm. legislation of 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, so these places are going to become more crowded and, and start to become overvalued because people are rushing to places like. Florida, mm -hmm. Tennessee, for example. Hmm. Um, it's interesting, though, because it's like it just the w the last one is talking about the fact that appraisals are going to be more difficult. So I feel like appraisals will sort of keep values quasi in check. You would hope. Unless I mean, you're just getting a, a, a flurry of cash buyers that are dri driving up the. Yeah. And, that, and that's what happened here. We went up 15 percent in one year. We had a lot of cash buyers and we didn't really have a lot of appraisal issues. So you can, and we saw people, by the way, that their homes went under appraised and said, I'm moving forward anyways. I got the cash to make up the well, difference. Well, I mean, in all honesty, I saw that on so many deals. Like, you know, if you, even listing agents were like, hey, if it does, like, are they, do they have the cash to make up for it? So, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, Marketeer of the week. I thought that was a good week. one, though. That, that was, was good. good. Yeah, we'll link it up. Love your opinions in the comments. Marketeer of the week. Tommy Hilfiger sells his Connecticut home for a price tag of oh, 45 million. he's on the van lines million. thing of leaving. He is. He's leaving. He's out of Connecticut. This is a Greenwich home, um, and it was bought in 2010 for 31.4 million. Tommy Hilfiger. I mean, were, were you in middle school rocking Tommy Hill? Because I definitely was. Well, Tommy Hilfiger was a little different back then, wasn't it? Than it is now. Not for us, JC. I feel boys. like it was like <laughs> block colors. Yeah, it was. And, yeah. Block colors, and uh, I w I definitely now appreciated it's a little bit Tommy more, Hill. I, I didn't feel like. Um, I didn't grow up in a rich shoreline was. town, so we were rocking Tommy Hill back in the yeah, day. Yeah, did you do like the whole like crisscross thing too? Like you wore it all backwards? Uh, I didn't do that, but there, I knew some guys that did. But <laughs> yeah, Tommy Hill boxers, definitely the the button downs. You know, yep. I was in the Tommy did Hill. Did you have like the, the robe day. and all? No, I never wore, have I had a You've robe. Never, you're no. not a robe guy. Not a robe guy. Hmm. No, not okay. a robe guy. All right, there's some fascinating pictures. We're going to pop Beautiful. those up if you're watching on YouTube so you can, you know, flick through with us here. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting. This is like, this is such, this is why it's the Marketeer of the Week. This is such brilliant P 
PR move by Tommy Hilfiger's first wife, Susie Hilfiger. She listed her nearby home in Greenwich just like a week after he sold this home for $45 million. She's asking $40 million. So she's pricing it under value yep. of where Tommy sold his a week after. So he's, this is on uh, Architectural Digest. It's in like every single news publication. Brilliant. Tommy sold his she's also getting a shit ton more money. What did she and get? What did she buy for? Yeah, they Four paid million? eight and a half yeah. million for it in 95. So she's got a bigger margin. Uh, he got more money, but she's got the bigger margin, obviously. But she's riding all of this PR wave because now every article is mentioning that Susie Hilfiger is well, listing her nearby home. Well, but what's brilliant, though, is if you just Google Hilfiger, though, like now her house will pull up because, again, like, it, yeah, yeah, he's she's totally he's riding to it. it. I love it. But uh, check out that article. You can check out the photos. It's an amazing Greenwich estate. But, yes, beautiful. you referenced the migration study. We talked about that in episode 156. Go back one episode. Make sure you check that out. I don't think Tommy was spending much time here in Connecticut. I see him boating no. with the Kardashians over there in Cali. So yeah. I don't think this was like primary residence. And uh, Connecticut's in the top five outbound states, unfortunately, because of folks like Tommy. What's what's more depressing is that, and if you go to howmoneywalks.com, you can see the wealth leaving these, these outbound states. So New Jersey, New York, uh, we're number one, number two. You can go back and, and right. check out the whole top five. Connecticut was number four. Well, he probably thought but now is the time to get the 45 mil. But the wealth is leaving. Yeah. But somebody did come in and buy and this bought off. it. So someone's here. But it could be a second home. I don't know. All well, right. again, I think it was a second. It had to have been a second home for him, too. Probably. I can't b- imagine right. CT is like, that's my home. Love your thoughts in the comments and would love it if you could subscribe to the Real Word channel. If you're enjoying this content, please subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell. Give us the thumbs up and share this content with somebody. Hit the bell and please share this content with somebody else uh, in the industry who could get some value from it as well. Wait, can we say a little thank you to? I want to give a little. Oh, you want me to look him up? Yeah, just let me look him up. Let's just give him a little bit of love because he did. He so last episode he he backed me. I feel like no, give the stories. They're not gonna know what the hell you're talking about. Well, so we were talking about um, underpricing homes in order to drive up the price, and I brought up the. the word Schweppe. Um, so I got into the business in 2010 and it was not a fabulous market. And everyone was talking about, oh, like back back in the day, we used to Schweppe homes. We used to like Schweppe them. Yeah, Schweppe. So I w- and he swore, Byron so, swears. He's like, you're making it up. It's not true. But it's see, it is a real. It did seem like a made up word. It's not. It's a real word. Joe uh, Cafaso says on uh, on a comment on YouTube, Nicole has the term Schweppe incorrect, but it's but. Schweppe. But. There's Schwepping. a big but. Schweppe. Schweppe yeah. correct. But it's because of a different reason. Well. It's because of. Let me finish his comment here. You can't interrupt his comment. I just feel Back like. Back around 2006-ish. Right. Makes sense. The largest real estate company in Connecticut brought a trainer, Jay Schweppe. Must be our brokerage, William Ravis. Because that is the, the biggest we'll real estate company that. in Connecticut. We, yeah. I'm going to ask. Is, uh, is that what he's talking about? Brennan Trainer Jay well, Schweppe we'll in to teach their agents how to underprice the market in order to get more money. So it is probably a very recognizable term. But yes, Nicole, you are right. It is a thing. So Joe, I, don't, I can't even believe those words came out of your mouth. Way to make it feel good. And uh, I was right. I, I sent her the comment right away. He still doesn't believe that I'm right. All right. He's like, I don't think he's really, but I'm going to give him some love. No, so. definitely. Thank right. you. I uh, appreciate you guys watching and we'll see you here next week on The Real Word. Keep it real. See ya.